When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last night, my girlfriend was complaining that I never listened to her. Or something like that. Grab a jam, I swim, and this is out of my podcast. This guy's insane, and rock your brain, it's just so Smack a gob, another Vieira vault. And this week, oh man, we're going to talk about a band that I know a lot of people that love. I know a lot of people that hate. I've gotten shit for it, and it makes me giggle like a schoolgirl when people get upset that I love Oasis. Yes, I love them. I think Noel Gallagher is a musical genius. And I have a very special guest with me this week. Uh, he... Um, I know his uh, I know his handle. He's always leaving comments and stuff. None other than Mr. Zoo Nation. How you doing there, Zoo Nation? I'm doing good, Ralph. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. Great, man. You know, you left a comment saying that, uh, hey, man, I'm a huge Oasis fan. If you ever want to do a show on Oasis, and I, I hit you up right away, I think. I don't know if I saw that comment late. It was but... It was quick. Oh, it was quick. Good. Uh, I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I've always wanted to do an Asia show. And I mean, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, even BDI, you know, so I do. And all the B sides. Uh, and I want to touch upon all of that. Oh, so do I. Uh, but first, I got to ask you, um, how did you discover Oasis? How did they come into your I just, radar? I just I remember exactly the day I discovered them. My dad took me to see the movie Jaws. For the first time, they were doing like a re-release of it. Mm-hmm. And on the way home, I heard uh, this song by Oasis. I didn't know what it was called. All I heard, all I knew was the, were the lines, today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. And I wrote it down on a piece of paper because back then we didn't have uh, Shazam, right? And then I yeah. went home, typed it in, and it was Wonderwall. Ah, uh, the big hit. Yeah, and I'll let you know how I feel about that when we get to it. Right on. But it, it blew my mind. Well, uh, I I came into Oasis around that time, but I knew of them. I wasn't really into what I heard. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, I heard, uh, I know I heard Live Forever and Supersonic and Wonderwall and probably another one, and I was like, I, it didn't do anything for me. It wasn't until I heard Champagne Supernova, and I said, no, oh, that's a good little tune, and then <clears throat> I um, looked more into it because of that, that song. I was like, oh, let's see if they have other songs like that, and then I heard the very cheeserific She's Electric, and I was hooked. I was like, oh, man, I need to get this record, and uh, I bought that, then I bought Definitely Maybe, and uh, I never ever uh you know bought an oasis album that came out afterwards uh like after the first week you know once once they released an album i was there 
You know, I had yep, to get the new Oasis here. album. And I First own them all. I, yeah, I own them all, and I've collected uh, a, a lot of singles. And we'll get into the what I think of the B-side stuff. But I've just been fanatical, and I think it was like maybe two years ago, I went to New Orleans to see Noel Gallagher. Um, oh, really? Yeah, Who Built the Moon? Is that the name of the album? Um, uh, the Man Who Built the Moon, I think. I have it right here. Yeah. Um, who, who Built the Moon? Yep, you're right. Yeah, I, I, but I also saw the Be Here Now tour at the West oh, Palm Beach. Out of, yeah, and I saw... Oh my God! Which is the one with "Stop Crying Your Heart Out"? Uh, the Heathen Chemistry. Heathen Chemistry. Oh really? Yeah. I saw them once. What tour was I that? Saw them, uh, it was the "Dig Out Yourself" tour, and it was. Do you remember when No Gallagher got knocked over by a fan in Toronto? That was the show. His rib? No, my show was like two or three before that. <clears throat> oh okay. Yeah, I saw video footage of that. Yeah, he just went down like a ton of fucking bricks. <laughs> yeah, some idiot ran on stage and knocked him over. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you when we get to it. Well, I might as well tell you now. Um, there, there are times, dude, I ain't going to lie. There are times that Liam's voice annoys me. And then there's times, and I'll mention the songs, that it's just magic. So, yeah. But I've always, I'm more of a Noel guy. And when I, when I saw the Heathen Chemistry Tour, um, they came out, they opened with... Um, think the hindu times or something then uh liam threw his tambourine walked off stage then came back and he's like sorry i, I can't sing my my throat's fucked up and he left and noel sang the whole song and i was like oh this is awesome you know it's just like when he did the mtv uh unplugged and he said oh i couldn't sing my throat so fucked up and then Noel goes and sings the, the whole set uh you know lead and then He's up on the fucking balcony drinking and heckling his own band. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that, fucking that, crazy. That, that was hilarious. But yeah, I, I also know, prefer... Go ahead. I also prefer Noel's vocals also. Like, he's got such a soulful voice compared to his brother, which is kind of nasally. Love it. Yeah. And sometimes it worked, like, I mean, worked really good. And then there's sometimes oh, it, I'm like, yeah, you know? I kind of equate it to the Who. Like I love Roger Delver's voice, but Pete Townsend's voice is my favorite when he sings. It's just oh, smooth. Yeah, what a great, great voice he's got too. Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good analysis there. But um, yeah, so you know that night at um, it was Pompano Beach Amphitheater. They did the whole set, but you know there were some songs I guess they didn't play, and they it was like you know improv. And uh, Noel played One Way Road. Which was oh man oh my and it's on YouTube like the audio of it you type in one way road yeah one way road uh Pompano Beach Amphitheater and you got wow. uh, Noel doing one way road yeah I was and people were pissed the every probably every the, like there was a lot of bridge people there I didn't realize so many bridge people were from in, in South Florida but there was a it was a chant everybody's Liam's a twat Liam's a twat you know saying that you know. <laughs> And I've been I got, to, got, got to see Noel do Stop Crying Your Heart Out and, you know, a bunch of other songs that, you know, Liam sang. And it was fucking great. Lucky fucking bastard. Yeah, it was like, wow, while everybody's pissed. I was like, good. Fuck yeah, I get to see, you know, Noel Gallagher do the whole set, you know. But uh, yeah, I've been, 
I've been to the UK and like Oasis is like revered there so much. I think even more so than the Beatles. Yeah. Just I mean, a little look, bit. Look at like the Wembley Stadium footage. I mean, those guys were megastars, you know? Yeah, they do like, like, I don't know, like when you saw them, were they doing arenas or amphitheaters? Well, the first, that that last one I'm talking about was an amphitheater, Pompano Beach Amphitheater. But uh, Be Here Now was at the West Palm Beach Auditorium, which is a mid-sized arena. I wouldn't say it's like a huge arena, but it's not small. It is an arena. It's just not gigantic. I don't think they had like the success they should have had in America. No, they didn't. They had had the songs to back it up for sure. Like so many other songs should have been hits, like number one hits. Oh, yeah. Uh, plenty of them, you know, uh, a, a shitload of them, you know, and some of their B-sides could have been number one hits, but we'll get into that. Later. Oh, man. But yeah, we're like, going to go with the, the land- debut. Go ahead. All right. Let's, even like during the landscape, when they came out, like music was so different back then. You know, you had grunge metal was kind of coming to a halt a little bit. Yeah. Hip hop was, was starting to become popular. They just came out like at, at such a different time. Yeah, and, and uh, they called it Brit Pop, I think, or Brit Rock, or something yep. like that. And uh, but my God, and you know, I I believe you know Liam's voice is more acceptable in Europe. You know, I think you know and maybe that's probably you know, and also which I love by the way, but their attitude turned a lot of. I mean, I know so many people. Oh fuck them guys, those cocky assholes, this and that. And I'm like, I love that about them. They're such assholes, you know. They were like the last great kind of dangerous rock band, I think. Yeah, they were like, you know, kind of the Pistols-like. They just didn't give a fuck. And Noel running around saying, we're the greatest band in the world. And that would turn a lot of Americans off, you know. And I think that did them more damage, you know. Liam has that kind of like Johnny Ron quality in his voice, too, a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snotty. He's a snotty singer. Yeah. Just does not give two fucks about anything. Yeah. And he just does what he does, you know, and, and Liam and Noel was always cocky in interviews and, you know, and I, I've watched so many interviews on YouTube and just laugh my ass off because he's so They're the funny. best rock interviews next to Johnny uh, Rotten because yeah. they're, so, they're just so unfiltered. <laughs> yeah, they just and don't so, give a fuck. And I love that. But a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people are turned off by Oh, well, the, or the Beatles ripoff. Yeah, they, they, they borrow a bit here. Blatant little ripoffs of the Beatles, you know, on some songs like uh, She's Electric. It ends like a uh, little help for my friends. But, you know, for the most part, it's it's just rock and roll, man. You know? Yeah. Well, sorry, they can't be like Paul Stanley and script everything they say in interviews. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Oh. Don't get me. Don't get me started on what I consider the worst front man in history. Um, oh, I agree. A hundred percent. Good performer, man. But when he talks in the mic, Jesus Christ, man, it's like oh. and 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 so many. Oh, he's the best frontman. I'm like, are you are you on acid? I mean, seriously. But uh, like guard razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but um, let's let's go back to the very first Oasis album. Let's do it. Called definitely maybe, which is a classic considered by most as their best album. And uh, let me punch up because uh, uh, just to make sure I don't miss any songs here. Um, but um, yeah, it is a damn classic. But believe it or not, dude, um, it's the one I listen to the least. It doesn't mean I like the least because I like this more than a few other albums coming up. I wouldn't consider it one of their best, though. 
but it is, you know, I'm looking at it right here, seven times platinum. Shit. The next album even sold more, but still, there's uh, some great, great moments on this album. I mean, I, mean I, I love the whole album. I really do, you know, but, um, you know, Live Forever, Supersonic, and uh, Slide Away is another one I really love off this album. Um, and, you know, these are songs that I heard and didn't really catch me at first. It wasn't until, you know, the next album that I went back and bought this album, and I'm like, yeah, this is a great album, you know. And I had nothing to measure it by because back then they only had two albums. So the albums that came later, which most people are like, ah, oh, they sucked after the first two albums. A lot of those albums I, I prefer over over this album, but I do love uh, and I, I do love this album. And I wish I could have caught on them because they did come down here. And I forgot with who um, they came down. There was like a package shit, uh, and I think it was at what, the same place at uh, Pompano Beach, and I didn't go because I wasn't into them then, and I regret it now, but hey, at least I got to see them twice. But um, I think it's a great album. Uh, Heralded as one of the greatest debut albums ever, one of the best albums of the 90s. And uh, that's what I think of it. What do you think of Definitely Maybe? I think it's a really strong debut. Like, if you compare it to other debuts, it's up there with, like, The Appetites, with the Maidens, it's just super strong songwriting. Every song, I, I think I only, I only, I don't like two songs off this album. I don't like uh, "Bring It On Down" and "Digsy's Diner." Yeah, those I are the two those songs. Are kind of throwaway tracks. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. But if you have the vinyl version, like I do, they have a bonus song, which is the sad song, and that's such an amazing song. It's, it's probably Noel's first uh, vocal on an album, I think. It is, and it's actually. just to quote you, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's a gorgeous song. I have that vinyl. I wonder if it's on there. I bought the later pressings of this. I um, bought an original on eBay for 50 bucks. Wow. I wonder if that song is on my version. I guess I'll it check it. It should later. be. But yeah, I'm very but well my- aware of it, you know. And I know uh whatever was uh, a big hit and that was a B-side from here. It was. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it but- now. Whatever was on the Mexican edition version. Sad Song was on the Japanese, and Cloudburst was on the Japanese as well. Nice. But my favorite song on here has to be Columbia. I just love the vibe and the mm. groove and the way it starts. There's not really like, like a guitar solo. It's just kind of one riff repeated right. over and over. It's, it's amazing. The lyrics are great. Yeah. I can't tell you what I feel because the way and the, the vibe of it, you know, it's a good continuing flow. Uh, right. Uh, one of the strongest qual. One of the strongest qualities that Noel has is the melodies that he writes against the counter melodies that, that he plays on the, on the guitar. Like it's just they connect so well with each other. It's it's so much like Lennon McCartney, in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which they idolize. Of course. Uh, and there's going to be instances in the catalog where I think they outdo the Beatles, in my opinion. Okay. Uh. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but I, I'm not here to bash Oasis. I love Oasis. I'm more of a Beatles guy, but, you know, um, but Oasis is up there as far as songwriting. I mean, Noel did alone for the, you know, not most part, but a lot of those Beatles songs were Lennon and McCartney, but a lot weren't, but they were still called Lennon and McCartney. You know what I mean? Right. But um, if I was to pick a favorite, 
I think I'd probably be a little trendy and pick one of the singles, and I'd probably say "Live Forever." Um, and that's I a great just, song too. I love his uh, delivery. Uh, see, here's one of the songs where Liam's it's it's tailor made for Liam. You know, I just love Did the way. Did you know they recorded this album twice? No, I did not. You know, I have the documentary um, of this album. I should watch it again. They probably mentioned it on there, didn't they? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay, because I, I have a DVD that, well, some special, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's, it came in a DVD case, and it was an anniversary edition. Of, yeah, I think it's you know, 20th anniversary. Yeah, and it brought a documentary on it, and I got to watch it again. Yeah, because the first time they did it, they, they, they thought it was too clean sounding and they didn't get the feeling of the room and them as a band recording. So then they went in again, recorded it in like two weeks, and then that's the album they put out. Oh, wow. Did not know that. I wonder if we can ever hear that other version one day. I think, do you have the deluxe versions of the, of the uh, first three albums that came out a couple of years ago? No. Oh, man, it's got, like, three discs, all the B-sides, all the bonus tracks, a lot of demos of just no singing the, uh, the songs. It's great. You got to get it. I need to get it. I have all the, de- you know, but I, I downloaded these things because they're, they're, they were bootlegs back then. I have every demo for Standing on the Shoulder of Giants where basically Noel sings all the songs. And I have a bunch, a bunch of demos. There was a lot of uh, downloading we'll that I did. Yeah, there's a lot of demos I downloaded from Oasis. And, you know, a lot of, like, radio appearances and shit like that, you know, where where I hear Noel do his versions of the songs, which, for the most part, I prefer, you know? One of the greatest things about them is that they have so many... They have more B-sides than they do, like, album tracks at times. And a lot of those songs are nine or ten times better than what they put on the albums. Like 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 this one for example, and we could we should say this about every album coming up. Looking at the B sides yeah. here, I would replace uh, "Bring It On Down" with "Sad Song," and I'd replace "Dixie Diner" with whatever. Oh yeah, two great. There's there's so many great B sides. Like like they could make double albums every time they put an album out. There's just so many so much material this guy was writing back yeah. in the day. And it makes me wonder why were they B sides? I mean. Where was it a situation where they already had the album done and just cut more tunes as B sides? And then, you know, because I'm thinking, man, these some of these songs are just so amazing that I, I, I'm telling you, every album's got B sides. I would take some songs off those albums and replace it with, you know, some of these B sides, you know. I think a lot of it had to do with the fighting between the brothers because those guys, a lot of times, they, they just couldn't agree on what they wanted half the time. Especially with songs, because I remember Liam saying like he hated it, like things like saxophone instruments that you blew into, kind of the same like you. You don't like saxophone a lot. Yeah, I don't like any instrument you blow into. <laughs> and you know these guys fought a lot like during their their time in the band. You know they didn't really get along for the most part. I think according to Noel, at least what you hear in his interviews. But like you know, there's a lot of tension in the band that kind of festers itself throughout their career. You know, right. Which is, uh, they, they had an argument once, and I know you know this. They had an argument once that was recorded, and it made the charts in England. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Kind of like <laughs> Iron Maiden when they recorded uh, Mission Nico from Harry. Uh, Mission from Right. Yeah, Love yeah. that. Yeah. All right, then we go to their biggest seller, 
15, was it, did I see 15 million albums sold or something like that? Probably. Uh, What's the story, Morning Glory? And this is their height as far as uh, America goes. You know, they, they, uh, at this time, they were all over the radio, uh, pissing a lot of people off, but, you know, gaining a lot of fans. But this is when, you know, no, and, you know, and then people would spread rumors, them going out, we're better, we're better than the Beatles, which I've never seen them say that. But, you know, I, I wouldn't doubt he said it, you know, just to fuck, fuck around with people. But this album, this is a probably, and I know it's going to sound weird me saying this, but this is the album that I feel like there's not one throwaway track. Every song's good, no. but um, what are the B-sides? I mean, I don't know what I would replace. Trying to look, what are the B-sides on this album? Oh, shit. Talk Tonight, Aqueous. Um, Rockin' Chair. Head Shrinker. Head Shrinker. Um, God. The, mas- the Master Plan. Master Plan was during this era? Yep. My God, I don't know. I'd have to take out Hey Now. I love Hey Now. Um, Bonehead's oh, Bank tough. Holiday, which is on, I know that's on my vinyl, but it wasn't on the CD when I bought it. No, it's like a vinyl bonus track. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to put, man, I mean, even the title track, I'll put Master Plan over Morning Glory. Now, I love Morning Glory, but like I said, there's not a throwaway song on this album. But my God, you know, make it, make it a longer album, but. Boy, those are some of my favorite B-sides. And we will talk about, did you compile a top five? You told me you wanted to do a top oh, five B-sides. Oh, I did. Yeah, it was excruciating to get it down to five, though. Oh, yeah. No, same here, man. We should have did a top ten. I put I put all the B-sides I love anyway. But yeah. I, I had to pick a five. But I want to, you know, it was like, what I would like to do is like, when we do our top five, you know, we do our top five. But also, it'd be like, all right, now let's do a top five. Uh, taking out the songs that ended up on the master plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Make room for other ones because, you know, that's those B-sides were actually released and more well-known. But, yeah, um, but those are the more popular ones. Yeah. But this is the album that I said, like I said, I went out and bought and, you know, putting it on and listening to Hello, opening track, I was hooked. I was right away hooked. I was like, oh, man, I am digging this, you know. And um, I just love this fucking album. And if I was to pick a favorite, and, and, and it's a single, and I'll say it hands down, one of my favorite Oasis songs is Don't Look Back in Anger. It's a great song. I mean, this album is a masterpiece. There's not a shitty song on here. Every song is solid. Even the uh, instrumental in between between the songs. Yeah, also known as a swamp song. Yeah, it's it's up there with Sgt. Pepper, I think. No, it's, it's, it's just a masterpiece. Yeah, like I said, this this is the, this I say is probably the only Oasis album in uh, in my opinion that doesn't have a bum track on it. But I don't know if I would go as far as to say it's my favorite album by them. Even some albums that have bum tracks, I'll take over this. But maybe it's just me being countercultural. Who knows? But it's not. But my, I, it's it's. It's not my favorite, but it's it's definitely the crowning jewel in the catalog, I think. Oh yeah, and 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 most people think that. Most people think this is their last good album, which I beg to differ. I highly disagree with that statement, but we'll get into that later on. But yeah, yeah. this is just assault. This is the first one I ever got on CD, 
and I put it on, and I just fell in love with it. It's an album that you can just listen to over and over, and you can't get sick of it. It's there's no like uh, wear and tear on it. And, you know, it's just song after song. Every song is just crafted to perfection. Again, this this one is written solely by Noel too. The first three albums, I think, he wrote all the songs on, right? I, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think um, what was it? Little James was the first time Liam wrote something. Yeah. And we'll get into that song too, but I mean, there's so many. My favorite song on here has like "Champagne Supernova" is probably the greatest song they ever recorded, and it was never even a single. Right, it was it's on the like, radio down here. Yeah, here I only heard that "Champagne Supernova" and "Wonderwall" on the radio and here up in Canada. We didn't hear like a lot of other stuff, but it's like their stairway to heaven. It's just a masterpiece. Every minute is not wasted. Great way to end it too. Great way to end the album. Yeah, and also his guitar playing on these first two albums are really good. Like he he doesn't get a lot of credit for his leads, I think. Right, they're very melodic, and you know they, they complement the songs. Right, and it's just very dirty and just overdriven. Doesn't give a fuck. Like you can hear mistakes too. Like these albums aren't perfect. Like right. the first three albums, they kind of sound like Born Again. Like the mixes are just so fucking whack. <laughs> Another, like, I don't a, even know. A, a very close second favorite of mine on here would be Some Might Say. There's just something about that song I fucking love. That. Love. love the hell but out of that song. If I take a Champagne Supernova, my, my favorite cut has to be She's Electric. I love the Beatles' influence on that. It's it's what hooked that. This, like I said, I love Champagne Supernova. And I, when I looked into it and I heard She's Electric, I said, oh, I got to go buy this. Because it's such a One fun little ditty. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a deep track on here, and uh, it's just a fun ditty. I just love it, you know? And I think Liam's vocals on here are, are just even better than the first album. He, he, I think he kind of learned how to sing, too, a little bit as he was, you know, performing and recording in the studio. He just got better. Yeah, my favorite vocal performance on here from him is, uh, like I said, some might say, God damn, he sings yeah. great on that. And even, like, Don't Look Back in the Year, it, it, it's become like an anthem now, even... After all these years with like the Manchester bombings that happened a couple of years ago, it just taken on a new life, and it's just it's one of the greatest songs that he ever sang that he ever wrote. It's just it's perfect. Oh uh, yeah, and he played it in New Orleans when I saw that Who Built the Moon tour, which was yep. one of the encores. It was great. Um, yeah, yes. I saw them on the on the Dig Out Your Soul tour, and, and he did this song, and it was probably the highlight of the show. Everyone was on their fucking feet. They were yelling, they were hollering. It was a once-in-a-lifetime thing to see. Yeah, like when he performs it live, the whole crowd sings, you know, so Sally can't wait. I mean, they yell loud in the band, you know? Yeah, it's great. I mean, he's probably one of the best songwriters of the 90s, and even of today. Like, he just, he doesn't get any credit for songwriting, I think, because you, you always hear, yeah, Lennon McCartney, they're the greatest, but this guy is up there, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think he's a musical genius. I And I'll get into that solo shit, you know, once we get to it. But this guy, yeah, this guy is has, unbelievable. This guy had so much to do. Like, he had to write the songs. He produced the records. He was pretty much the band leader. He had to keep everybody in, on track. Because his brother was pretty much just doing whatever the hell he wanted to do at that time. Partying, drinking, whatever, you know. And he he was basically the ringleader of the band. Without him, you wouldn't have all this great music. No, no, of course, he wrote them all, man. And then we go into the cocaine-fueled 
next Absolutely. album, 1997's Be Here Now, and they were at their, you know, they were very popular, doing mounds of cocaine. Um, and uh, I got to say, man, and it's going to sound crazy me saying this, but this may be my favorite Oasis album. It's, wow. <laughs> I, I, I will say it is bloated. It's a very bloated album, and there's some tracks on here I can do without, but there's just something about this album that, you know, I, I just absolutely love, you know, uh, looking over the tracks here. Hmm, it's hard to pick a favorite one. I would probably say, man, Fade In and Out is really good. Um, That's a great song. Yeah, maybe I'll go with, oh, I know what my favorite song is, My Big Mouth. That's my favorite song on here. I love My Big Mouth. Such a snotty killer tune. Heavy, and you know what I mean is awesome. I remember seeing the, the debut of that on MTV. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to run out and get this, you know? Did they get a lot of MTV coverage back then? They did, but, oh, yeah, they showed, do you know what I mean? They showed um, uh, Don't Go Away a lot on uh, MTV and uh, all around the world. Those videos were shown a lot. But, you know, they, they made other videos that I didn't see on MTV. Like, I know they made a video from Stand By Me. I never seen that on MTV. Um, what else? I think that's it. But um, I think the, on the only video I saw was, like, Layla. And that was, like, way later. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, much Music didn't play it? Yeah. Oh, they, they played that, like, a couple times. But they weren't really a huge kind of video band up here in Canada. Right. Well, which they is, were. just kind of. They were then here, but this was at the dawn of MTV about to, like, really abandon, you know, everything that wasn't grunge or hip-hop. Right. So I don't think MTV's ever played any Oasis videos after this. They may have, but I, I even tuned out of MTV by that point, you know. But And they're kind of a one-hit wonder band, because they, they only had one song that hit the charts, and that was Wonderwall. And then after that, they had no other song that charted after that. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is odd. You know, it, it's, I don't know, man. There's just something weird about how Don't Look Back in Anger wasn't as big, if not bigger, or Champagne Supernova. Yeah. Crazy. They had all these amazing songs that weren't even singles, and they just kind of sat there. Yep. What did you think of Be Here Now? This is probably my least favorite Oasis album. I think it's a good album. It's just, again, the songs are way too... Every, I think the average song here is like seven minutes long. Every song is like seven, eight, nine, ten minutes. And, you know, you can definitely see the cocaine kind of seeping into the band. Kind of like with Sabbath. But, they, but with Sabbath, when they did cocaine, they had volume four. So kind yeah. of a different kind <laughs> of uh, uh, parallel there. But there's a couple good songs in here. I love Do You Know What I Mean. I love the intro, the helicopters, the... The weird ambient noises but my favorite has to be i think magic pie i just love the no vocal on that oh cool cool yeah that's a deep track on here and i remember him saying when he did the reissue for this a couple of years ago he wanted to remix the album to make it kind of sound less kind of i guess uh flashier, kind of <laughs> yeah kind of uh chop up the song but he never even released it because he thought you know what it is what it is if you don't like it don't listen to it and i kind of mm -hmm. have Kind of, I don't like it when people remix albums. I just like what they put out because that's what they put out. That's what they thought was good. I feel the same way, and I also feel the same way when they re-release albums and add bonus tracks. I hate that. 
Right. I'm like, just put the bonus tracks on a different disc. Don't ruin an album for me. Right. Know? I mean, it's a good album. Like, if someone else did this album, it would probably be their their best album. But compared to what they released after this, it it doesn't really hold a candle, in my opinion. I I I love the song. I I really dislike on here is the longest one. Um, no, no, it's not the longest one. It's um, uh, it's seven minutes long though. It's called "It's Getting Better, Man," and that one's yeah. very loved. Uh, it was played live when I saw this tour, but I don't know. I never yeah, get into that one. I'm not a fan of "Don't Go Away." I just think it's kind of sappy. Okay, yeah, I, I dig that one. Um, but I, I love I love a good ballad though. I'm not anti ballad. I just that song's right. never really hit. Hit it for me, and also Johnny Depp plays a guitar solo on uh, I think "Fade and Fade Out." No shit, I did not know that. Yeah, he, wow. before he tried to shoehorn himself into Aerosmith, he was he actually played a couple songs with, with Oasis. Damn that that yeah. is a surprise. I did not know that, and that's one of my favorite yeah. tracks on here. Uh, I love it. Song. Yeah, it's very it's like the epic track on here. And I yeah, like those the, those throwaway tunes. I hope I think I know the girl in the dirty shirt. I love those songs. I those really are good, do. Yeah, yeah I, I'm well, I'm overlooking this album now. And I said, you know, it's like maybe my favorite album. Now I overlook it. It's like, wow, man, there's only one song on here I really don't like, and it's getting better, man. That's it. And I remember just, when I used to collect used CDs, I'd go to the to the record store, and they would have so many copies of this. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I I think it bombed. I think like there was a story that like within two years it was like one of the most returned UCDs in the world, like millions of copies, kind of like similar to like the Kiss solo. They they shipped platinum and they went back double platinum. Right. And there was a huge huge buzz about this album too. Everybody was like going crazy, you know, waiting for this, and yeah, it seemed to disappoint most people. I freaking love it. I love this album. It's, it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, it is bloated. I know it. All around the world is one of their first songs. Um, I remember that's one thing I remember from the Definitely Here uh, documentary. They showed footage of them rehearsing before the first album came out, and they were playing all around the world. This is a yeah, song that goes even way back. On the cover, they actually had to like take a Rolls Royce and put it like in the pool. Like that's that's not a Photoshop photo. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love that yeah. album cover too. The debauchery and you know, it yeah, shows those, it shows exactly where they were at the time. They were huge those, and and destructive. Yeah, those first three album covers are really cool. Like they're just very surreal looking. I I love the logo of the Oasis. They kinda kept that throughout their career. They didn't really change it too often. Right. They're just kind of cool, simple, black and white. Yeah, with the square, but and I see here the demos all around the world. Yeah, I definitely fucking, I'd take. It's getting better, man. <laughs> Put uh, all around the world. That's one of my favorite uh, about. Which again, that's another song he played live in New Orleans. His solo band. He did all around oh, the world. Man. No, I mean I'm sorry, not all around the world. I'm I'm looking here. I got it wrong. I'm. It says uh, all around the world demo. I'm talking about uh, half the world away. That song. Oh. That's a great yeah. song too. Yeah, that he did that in New Orleans, which was amazing. Actually, that, on the on the reissue, there's a a whole bonus disc called the Mystique Sessions, and it's Mel Gallagher singing the whole album, just him demoing all the songs. And I think it's better than the actual album, in my opinion, because it just kind of stripped down his voice, 
again, it's like butter. It's so smooth, and it just really brings the songs to life, in my opinion. Well, when we're done, the, when when we're done with this episode, I'm ordering all these. You know, because yeah, I'm you looking at it now. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at uh, you know, the Mystique sessions, which is uh, disc three, disc two, the B sides and demos, which are oh man, there's so many great B sides on this one. Wow, so many. One yeah. of my favorites is a uh, fade away. Yeah, fade great. away. Love that. I love the fame flashbacks. Uh, going nowhere, my God! There's some. He great does heroes movies. by Bowie. I love, love, love that that version of Heroes. Yeah, it's great. He does help. He, he does quite a few Beatles covers. Is that on here? I think so. Yeah, he does like help. I think it's like live at like a yeah, radio station. Yeah, live in L.A. I see it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know the song "Setting Sun." I see that. Well, there's a few things I don't. I don't know "Setting Sun." I don't know if we shadows. I don't know those songs. I know Actually, everything I, else. I think Setting Sun was a song that he had that he gave to the Chemical Brothers, and then he used that song later on on a second solo album because he couldn't finish it. it was it released on, on uh, uh, Remember Yesterday? Yeah, yeah it's, it's on there. Wow. Well, i got to go look at it. I'll tell you what song that is. Oh, oh, you changed the title. Yeah. Okay, that's why, because I don't know this song, Setting Sun. Then uh, they released a collection of B-sides called The Master Plan, which yep. is awesome. <laughs> I mean, this is really good stuff. And some of these are up there, my favorite Oasis song, like Aqueous, Under the Sky, Talk Tonight, Going Nowhere. Uh, Stay Young is such a happy, feel-good tune, Half the World Away. And, of course, the, the, the masterpiece, uh, The Master Plan. I mean, right. this is an amazing collection of B-sides. Though I will say, I mean, they have other B-sides that I, I scratch my head while why they weren't added. And, like, you know, they add uh, I Am the Walrus uh, instead of, like, putting something original. Uh, I don't know. Cigarettes in Hell was out by this point. I'm not even sure. Uh, I think that's but, on the first album. Yeah, that's a good B-side. Not, and, yeah, it is. Um, I would have put that on here instead of I Am The Walrus, but, um... Yeah, I'm not a fan of I Am The Walrus too much. I think that's my least favorite on this album. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, too dirty sounding to me. Yeah, it, Beatles songs, they're tough to cover, I mean, they could be a, a real hit or miss. Right. Um, I don't remember liking Listen Up that much either. Yeah, that's uh, another kind of less of a favorite on this album too. So I'm sure I can find other B-sides I would have thrown on here instead of those songs. But I like It's Good to Be Free, um, Head Shrinker, uh, Fade Swamp Away. Song. I, Swamp Song. Fade Away, I don't remember liking too much either, to be honest with you. I prefer the, the acoustic version they did for this charity album, and that's with Noel singing the lead vocals on that version. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the, That's... A really good version. I haven't heard that, but, oh, but yeah, I have every one of these vinyls. Um, so do I. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, I don't have them near me, but yeah, I ended up buying, you know. But I got these not when they were released. I bought the CDs when they were released because I didn't really know. Because back in these days, in the '90s and early 2000s, I wasn't even, you know, I w I wouldn't look into it to see if they released them on vinyl. I just would. 
buy the CDs because the vinyls were kind of scarce back then. Yeah, and a lot so, of the times they were just UK pressings too. You can only buy them in the UK. All right, yeah. So now you can buy them here, you know? It's and great. I have a local record store that has them. That's where I you bought do? them. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought all, all the Oasis albums there except for uh, the last one. That one I had to order. But, um, you know, I can't think of another band apart from the Beatles where the B-sides are just as good as the album cuts. Like, the quality yeah. that they put in their songs is amazing. It's mesmerizing how, how many songs this guy could churn out per album, you know? All right, then we go to their next studio album, which was released in uh, 2000. Uh, it's called Standing on the Shoulder of Giants. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. What do you think of this one, Bill? This one is my favorite Oasis album by far. By far? I think it's by far. Hmm. I think it's a brilliant album. I, lo- I love the psychedelic kind of tone that it has. I think that uh, the playing is amazing. But there's one song on here that I think is the worst Oasis song that they ever released. I'd like to hear what song that is. And that is Little James. Mm. <laughs> I the think that's a Liam fucking song. turd. It is so bad. I would rather... It makes Read My Body sound like Stairway to Heaven. That's how wow. bad it is. Wow, wow. Yeah. Ouch. I can't stand it. Every time I put it on, I, I have to like just skip it. It's just so bad. It's so corny. I mean... Wh- one of the worst things anybody can do is write a song about their kids. I just I hate that when, when artists do that. It's just so pretentious. Have you heard uh, Brandon by Motley Crue? It makes Brandon sound like fucking whole whole lot of love, you know? Okay, it's just yeah. let's not let's not get crazy here. Zoom <laughs> I can't stand it. <laughs> I mean, maybe apart from Thin Lizzy's uh, "Sarah," that's that's not a bad song. It's still oh, kind of. I love it. I used to hate that song. But I love it yeah. now. I, I, there's something about it I love. But this is just an amazing... It, it's probably their best produced album, in my opinion, out, out of everything that's come out. It, I love the cover. I love how, like, on the cover, if you look closely, you can see the band, like, on one of the buildings. I did not know that. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that for the longest time. It's a cover of New York City, and it's you can see the Empire State Building. You can see... Uh-huh. The World, Trade, the, World, the World Trade Center is kind of, I guess, towards the south part of the island. It's just a cool cover. And there's so many great songs on here. I think my favorite has to be Where Did It All Go Wrong? I just love the null vocals again. <laughs> Funny you say that. But I, also, I think what's even better than this album is the demos for this album. Which I have. All sung by Noel. All by Noel. I think that's even better. Like is his that, voice uh, just is... suits... Is that on the deluxe edition? So far, they haven't re- they haven't done any reissues after "Be Here Now." Oh, okay, for some reason. So I'm I'm waiting for that one. Oh man, yeah. Well, I do have them. You know, I ended up downloading. I have them too. But um, and it's it's got one of the greatest instrumentals to "Fucking in the Bushes." I just love the way it's structured, the the, the weird sound effects, the vocal, the uh. The different clips from, from like I think politicians in the UK. It's just it's an amazing instrumental. The guitar solo is great. It's not by Noel either. It's by his engineer who is I think he's on the gatefold of Chasing Yesterday. Do you have the vinyl for that? Yes, I do. Yeah, he's on. He's one of the two guys in there, and it's a blistering guitar solo. It's just fucking dirty and mean, and one of the great instrumentals. That's that's how they opened up the concerts too after this album came out. Uh-huh. They would play when, in the bushes. Yeah. 
that Pompano I Beach, I remember out. they they played the you know the, over the PA. They didn't actually perform. Yeah, it. They right. Just played it over the PA. And one well, of the things that I I don't like about Oasis is the way they perform because they would just kind of stand there like statues. I wish they would be a little more animated when they were doing their gigs. I don't know, like Liam would sit there with his hands behind his back for the whole show. I just yeah, you know, compared to other live acts, I just wish they would just kind of move around, get into it a bit more. But again, that's right. kind of like the British kind of you know, sourpuss look they had all the time. That was like, you know, because I never saw like, well, don't recall seeing live footage of Oasis back then, but when I saw the Be Here yeah. Now tour, I went with my friend Heidi, and we would laugh every time Liam would put his hands behind his back. He's like, dude, he keeps doing that. And it's like, then when he wouldn't do it, and he'd like shake his tambourine, and then once he would do it, we were both always, we just laughed throughout the whole show going, dude, what's up with that guy, man? Can't sing without his hands behind his back? And they wore like the worst clothes, like the parkas <laughs> and the baggy shirts. Like, they just looked fucking awful. And it would set fashion trends in your, in England. You they know? would, yeah. Their haircuts, the way they they uh, jogging clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, are... again, very parallel, very parallel to the Beatles again. Right. Like, yeah, they changed fashion. They influenced music. They did it all like the Beatles. Yep. Well, what do I think of this album? It's fucking genius, and I will put it over definitely, maybe. Same. One of my, uh, I gotta say, dude, where did it all go wrong? Maybe my favorite Oasis song. Um, Which but, version? The demo or the studio? The demo is with a piano, right? The demo has like a drum loop, I think. There's, I think there's, there's, there might be two different versions of the demos, but the one I love is the, the, the uh, drum loop one, where it's kind of like I don't remember. I don't recall. Uh, I love this studio version, though. I just love it. So do I. And uh, but it's it's such a one-two punch because I I don't know, man. I, I really love Sunday Morning Call too. That's another one. I, I hate that song so really, much. I love yeah. it so much. It's so, missing I, the. It's missing a melody. I don't know. It just it's not quite there yet. Dude, I just love it. Did you ever see that video where they perform it with candles? Yep. And it's all acoustic. I love it, man. Yep. I, I can't tell you which version I like more. Uh, you know who also hates Sunday Morning Call is uh, Noel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I think like he didn't, it, it seems unfinished. Like, I just don't think he put a lot of effort into the song compared to the other stuff that's on this album. Like, Gas Panic. Like, that's just, that's oh, the that's great. Stuff. That's great. Yeah, that's like um, In and Out from the last album. Kind of like right. the same thing. The epic tune on here. Go let it out. They, they, it, that's another great opening track too, with with the drum beat and the and the uh, the way it all comes in. It just definitely in my top five. Go let it out of Oasis right. songs. But I'll tell you the songs I don't like on here. Uh, okay. I don't like put your money where your mouth is. I, I, it's just Love something that about song. that. I don't like it. I, I agree with you on Little James, and I, I don't like. I can see a liar. Love you that know. song too. That's also one of my favorites. Rolling? I think with Leah. No, not roll it over. Was it uh, "Let's All Make Believe" came out later, though, right? That's a B side, yeah. But it, it it came out on an album later, didn't it? Or maybe I'm no. Thinking I think something you're, else. you're thinking of "Revolution Song." Yeah, which is on one of the Noel albums. Yep. Right, but I do love this album. Like I said, there's a couple songs I don't like off it. I love it's "Let's All Make Believe." 
yeah, it's not a perfect album, but it's my favorite. It's the one I go to the most when I want to put on an Oasis album. And I can listen to it over and over. Yeah, it is great. I, I'm not slamming it at all, but um, but it, it, it's it's uh, it's cool to see that um, it be your favorite. I never heard anybody point to that one as their favorite, but yeah, it is. And I'm not bad. Like Liam, like after this, writes some of the best Oasis songs in my opinion. Later on, like I just think it's just a weak track on this sound. But later on, he writes some amazing tunes. So I'm not bashing Liam just because I don't like this song. But later on, he's got so many great songs that we'll get into. Right. The next one I don't own. It's uh, Familiar to Millions. I own the, the DVD. That's why probably I, have, I didn't I, go out and buy the CD. I have the CD, and I've seen the show. And I think, for me, that's kind of a weak uh, live album. I think they could, they could have chosen better ones, like Live at, live at Neeborth, I think, in 97 or 98. I think that's a way better kind of representation of what the band was and is. I just think what his year vocals was that? His... What tour was that? Remember the remember the uh, documentary Supersonic that they did a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah, I have that. Yeah, yeah. The, the live show at the end of that that's that's Nibor. That's like one of the biggest shows they ever played in their career. I think it was like maybe a million people were there. Right. And there's bootlegs of that kind of on the internet of of like soundboards of that show, and it's fucking amazing. It's just. It's probably one of the greatest live recordings that I've ever heard. Up there with like Live at Leeds, you know, Unleashed in the East. It's just pure mm. fire. It's a band working on all cylinders. And I think this one, you could hear Liam's voice is kind of tiresome. It's not really strong. He, he's he's kind of weak in certain spots. But it's it's okay. It's not an album I go back to a lot. I don't know about you. But there's some good cuts on here too. They do Gas Panic. They do a, a killer uh, Helter Skelter. They do Neil yeah. Young. There's a, there's a lot of good cuts, but it just kind of misses the mark for me. Uh, a song I forgot to mention off the last one that I really like, very psychedelic, was Who Feels Love. You like that one? Love it. It's so it's so trippy. And the video's cool, too. It's that probably their most experimental album that they ever did in, in Oasis because there's like a lot of loops and a lot of samples that they use on the, on the album that they don't really go back to after this. Right. But, oh, yeah, um, okay, I don't own Familiar to Millions, though. I do have the DVD. And I don't know if the DVD has anything different or the album has something different than the DVD. But it's, it's not something I revisit up. much. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I love owning it. Like, I have to, I'm, I'm kind of a completist like you are. I have to own everything that they put out. Right. I just let it sit on a shelf and fucking collect dust. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's not bad. I mean, they also released another live album. Like I think uh, when they did the the box set called Time Flies, they had a live album of them at uh, some sort of iTunes festival, and that's way better than this uh, album, in my opinion. Right. Okay. Uh, now I gotta say this. Um, All right. The next album <clears throat> is was definitely a grower, and actually, no, where did it all go wrong? It's not my favorite. Now I'm seeing track list. My favorite songs on this album, and I'll tell you what it is when we get into it, but Heathen Chemistry was an album that when I first bought, I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it was as strong as the other ones. But just as recent as, I'm not lying, maybe like three weeks ago, I went to go put on the album. I said, hey, you know, I haven't heard this in a while. And I grabbed the vinyl to put it on, and I never listened to it. I mean, I've had it on CD. I, it was still sealed. I was like, what the hell? I bought this and I never even opened it? <laughs> you 
So I put it on, and oh my god, this shit is way better than I remembered. And yeah. I was, and there's like probably all in my mind. I never realized how great that song was. I was like, wow, you know this, you know, listening to that song, I was like, man, this is a really cool song. But my all-time favorite Oasis song is on here, and that would be Little by Little. Do you like that song? Little by Little and uh, She Is Love are my two, are, are tied for the best songs on this album. Yeah, uh, She Is Love is the, because uh, I remember buying this on CD at Best Buy, and I put it yeah. in my car on the ride home, and She Is Love is the one that grabbed me more than any song on this album on first listen. Right. But, um, but Little by Little, as time went by, I was like, my God, this song is the best Oasis song, you know, uh, according to me. Now, I think, go ahead. I think he did it on the last solo tour that, that you saw, right? I think he, he sure pulled did. it out. And I think it was like probably the biggest response I've ever seen for a song that he's ever recorded. Mm. It's, it's, it's just, I mean, I'm like, man, really? They stopped making good music after the second album? Really? No way. <laughs> but, and like, and even like Liam has a lot of really good. This is when he really kicks into the high gear, in my opinion. I think like Songbird is one. It's probably the greatest song he ever written in Oasis. I think Better Man is a really great album close. It's really fucking dirty and grungy, just kind of just in your face. Uh, what else did he write? He wrote, yeah, uh, probably all in my mind. Or that's that's no story. Born on a different cloud is kind of like a John Lennon kind of. Mm-hmm eerie kind of psychedelic kind of uh song he just he really hits it out of the park on this one well i gotta say like when i was saying earlier sometimes liam's voice annoys me i think his greatest vocal performance and i may be alone on this one is stop crying your heart out there's just something about the way he delivers that song that really i can't argue with that yeah i would agree too amazing song now uh, i'll ask you did you ever see uh I, I don't know if it's on my channel or not, but I did a song, an acoustic song. I played an acoustic song called, oh, what was it? I think, uh, shit, what was it? Posers and Hipsters. Did you ever see that video I did? Was it uh, for the combat song? No, it was actually me at home fucking around with my guitar, and I filmed myself. I'll send you, uh, uh, I don't yeah. know, just look for it. Dr. Fuck, Posers and Hipsters. It's a total probably... ripoff of you got, a, you got the Heart of a Star. Uh, oh, nice. Um, which is a B side, but I did. I took that song and changed the lyrics to "Posers and Hipsters," and there was only one guy online that caught on, going, "Hey, that sounds kind of like that." I was like, "Wow," because it's a you know, it's a B side. I didn't think nobody would catch on, you know. Yeah, but uh, a yeah, lot, a lot of people say this is the worst Oasis album. Oh, I, I disagree. I disagree. I, I'll tell you my worst. We'll get to my okay. worst, which. Which has right. one of my favorite Oasis songs on it, but yeah, um, but you know what? I gotta revisit it because you know um, this one I like way more than I did back then. You know, yeah, uh, you know, uh, hung in a bad place. I mean, I, yeah, I love Songbird. I think that's a great, great song. And, and this um, is the first time. This is the first time they have a new like they changed the lineup an album ago, and this is like the last lineup they stuck with until the end. Right, that's true. Yeah, with uh, Andy Bell and Gem uh, Archer. Yeah, and, uh, and and they start writing songs too on later albums, which aren't as good as you know the Noel or Liam songs, but they're not bad. I mean, 
I don't know why he let them like the reason he said he let them write song because he couldn't come up with like he didn't want to do all the work again because you know this guy's doing like a lot of work he's doing a hefty load of all the writing all the producing so he kind of I think he got kind of lazy towards the end Noel right. but he still he was still putting out pretty good quality songs which we'll get into oh yeah like, like some of the, my favorite songs from the next ones now here's the one yeah this this will be my least favorite is the next one um well i don't know man maybe not maybe maybe i'm thinking of another album too coming up but um the next album's called don't believe the truth that was released in 2005 what did you think of this one this so this was the first album that i bought that was brand new by them and i was so excited because when i heard layla i fell in love with that song it's just it's so catchy it's so anthemic and i just i loved it i loved the video i loved the whole vibe of it, and I bought this album, and I, and I this is one of, also one of my favorite Oasis albums, probably top three, maybe four, five, I don't know, it's up there though. I, okay. I love every song, I don't like the first two songs too much, I think they're kind of weak, I don't think they're really good openers, like Turn Up the Sun, I think it's kind of a weak opener, uh, Mucky Fingers just kind of drags along a bit, but then you have like Love is Like a Bomb, The I think The Importance of Being Idle, that's probably my favorite on here. Another Noel vocal, kind of just this laid back kind of acoustic kind of diddly that he does. Great video too, by the way. Uh, and then Liam has like a lot of strong songs. He's got Guess God Thinks I'm Mabel, The Meaning of Soul, uh, Part of the Cue. It's, and then the last track, Let There Be Love. It's kind of a ripoff of uh, Stop Crying Your Heart Out, but it's it's good. It's just as good as Stop Crying Your Heart Out. Not, not as... I mean... I, I think they're kind of similar. I think they just kind of rip off of each other. Right. Well, yeah, I, I love the sound so much. It's something I need to revisit because um, one of my all-time favorite Oasis songs, like I was saying, is on this album. It's your favorite off it. Uh, Importance of Being Idle. And he played that in New Orleans. That was also oh, on the set list that night. Uh, what a great, great song. It's just... It's just such a cool little vibe to it, you know. That dun, yeah. da, 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 then the quiet little acoustic thing. The 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 video is amazing. With I it guess is. that it's, that guy's a famous actor. I don't know. Yeah, he was um, in. He I think he was in Notting Hill. I don't know. He he's kind of like a B actor. Okay, because I'm not hip to pop culture. I thought he may have been famous, more famous than that. But, um, but it's like, oh, black and white. It's just, it's a great video. Yeah, yeah, with the with the coffin and the dancing yep. and all that shit, really good stuff. And uh, I remember liking "Love Is a, Love Love Like a Bomb" and "Lila," really great tune. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I gotta revisit because I don't really. I'm looking at these tracks and I'm like, I kind of don't remember. God, uh, Gets God thinks I'm able or part of the cure. Uh, I think keep keep the dream alive is another one I liked off it. Um, not quite sure if uh yeah i think oh uh, uh bell will ring i remember i like that one yeah uh, there's this. a great video of of liam doing an acoustic version of guess god thinks i'm able with him and archer and it's amazing you have to watch that when you get the chance i will uh him playing acoustic it's him singing and then i think it's gem playing acoustic guitar from what i remember yeah but it's, it's an amazing performance it's just really delicate just really beautiful kind of a really great vocal. Like he doesn't get a lot of credit for his vocals sometimes, but like when he hits the mark, he fucking hits the mark. Yeah, yeah. He did like stop crying your heart. Uh, he there's yeah. something about stop crying your 
heart out, the way he delivers that song. It's almost like an instrument, you know, how he, he, the, yeah. uh, just the voice, you know, is just unbelievably good. From a guy that annoys the hell out of me, he surprises me a lot, you know. But so, I do so. prefer... I do prefer the demo to Stop Crying Your Heart Out, though. I think Noel does a better job of emoting that emotion in the song because I think he does like a lot of the vocal guides for him to kind of follow along where he wants those highs and lows. So I, that's why I love his, his demos because like, he, he writes all the songs. So he knows what he wants out of the songs. He knows what he wants to feel when you he, when he hear it. And that's one of the reasons why I love his vocals. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that demo. I know I have some demos from later stuff, but I don't think I've heard that one. I got to check that out. It's it's um, pretty good. He does. He talks about how he wrote most of this album in his kitchen table. He would just go there in the morning, write his songs on his guitar, and then they would just come out within five or ten minutes. Like, who does that? Right. Um, the next one I don't own. It's called "Stop the you Clocks," don't? which is, uh, I guess, uh, greatest hits. I don't I really. That too. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know why. I guess I saw it and I saw there ain't nothing new on here. Um, and this was, this was the time when the song "Stop the Clocks" the demo got leaked on online. Did you ever hear it? Yes, "Stop the Clock," and I believe they even put it on one of the DVDs. Uh, the, they, don't they have a DVD called "Stop the Clocks"? I remember they had a DVD called. Uh, Lord, don't slow me down. Because before this, they released another single called "Lord, don't slow me down." You know that song? I do. Yes. Yeah, that's another. That, that was a single they released after the uh, "Don't Believe the Truth," and that's another great song too, with no on vocals. Another great video of them kind of doing live shots of them at stadiums. Mm-hmm. But this is just like a basic greatest hits. I think there's a couple of bonus live tracks. Nothing too exciting. I mean, just another standard greatest hits. With a couple yeah. of B-sides. Yeah, B-sides that were on Master Plan, I'm looking at. Yeah. Now. So they were all really released at one point or another, so I didn't bother buying this one, so not, not it's much a great kind of, here. No, It's a great kind of starter kit if you want to get into Oasis. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is good for, you know, your casual Oasis fan, you know, to get them into it. Did you ever see the the DVD that came with this? So I think it's on YouTube. It's them kind of describing each of the songs. Him and Nolan, Liam, kind of sit together and they talk about each of the songs. No, that came with the CD. Yeah, I think it's called. Let me look. Yeah, it came as like a bonus kind of DVD, and it's them just being interviewed and talking about each song. It's it's and it's hilarious. You got to watch it. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm trying to think like shit. I have it in my bedroom. They released a, a DVD of all their videos. I think that's the one that's called Stop the Clocks. I could be wrong. Um, but that one, it has um, commentary on the videos, and it's all Noel. And that's, oh, that's, that's, time, that's Time Flies. That, that's the last thing they released after they broke up. Uh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. That's where I found out Noel hates uh, Sunday, Monday, uh, Sunday Morning Call during that video. He's like, what the yeah. hell? What the hell was I thinking writing this shit? I'm like, fuck, man, yeah, those, I love that song. <laughs> I love those those clips. They're on YouTube too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to the last one. Two thousand eight. Dig out your soul. I remember this buying came... this at Target. <laughs> yeah. Because it had something extra. I think. Can't remember. Um. 
This is one. This is uh, I don't know. Listen to this album, man. I kind of see like you know, um, it has great moments, but it also kind of I I, I see the cracks yep, in this album course. where it's kind of like you know, not as strong as the other ones. Like the the this one and uh, don't believe the truth is the two I need to go revisit more. But looking at looking at it now, like um, the track listing. The shock of lightning, I loved. Um, Great single, at, very hooish. Yeah, I'm out of time. Where they add John Lennon's uh, voice at the end. Yeah. Um, my favorite track off here is "Falling Down." Same love here. that song. Love, love, love that song. And An amazing uh, vocal. Great, great vocals again. You know, Noel. And uh, but I'm looking at these other tracks. I don't remember, like you know. To be where there's life, ain't no, ain't got nothing. Like, Soldier On, I kind of remember, was kind of plotting, if I recall correctly. The way the album ends, it kind of ends on a thud. Um, what did you think of this album? I love this album. I think it's a really strong kind of final effort that they put out. Also, when they started recording this album, they were going to record at Abbey Road, but they got banned. Because when they did uh, Be Here Now, they were just like fucking party animals. And then I remember Noel saying they had to put up the money. He put up the money himself to Abbey Road to go and record in there. So, I mean, it's an amazing album, I think. I, I think there's a couple of weak tracks, like you said, like uh, Ain't Got Nothing, The Nature of Reality. I do like Soldier On. I like the, the groove of it. I think it's a really kind of cool kind of closer to the album. It does kind of drag on a little bit too long. But yeah, I agree. Falling Down is, it might be the best single they ever put out. I don't know. But the vocal, the, the vibe, I love how in between some of the tracks, you can hear the sand, you can hear the pebbles of people walking like on the beach, which he kind of yeah. uses later on on his first uh, solo album. But And I think one of the songs, I think it's Waiting for the Rapture. He, he kind of rips off the doors. It sounds like five to one. Yeah, the beginning. Dun, dun. Yeah, you're right. Now I remember he does, that. He does it. He does that again on uh, I think Force of Nature on Heaven Chemistry. It sounds like I think it might be the Doors again too. Like he, there's a couple songs where he kind of rips off the riff. Right. But yeah, this one sounds exactly like Five to One. But this is a good album. I mean, it's not one of my favorites. It's probably towards the bottom of the catalog, but it's still good. I mean, it's it's worth going back to revisit. And there's a lot of great B sides to this too. If you've uh, heard some of them like i believe in all the turning or uh, yeah i believe in all and there's one more i'm looking at them now there's lord don't slow me down the turning boy with yeah. the blues um chemical brothers mix of falling down the, uh i believe in all well, to to be where the there's swollen, life the swollen hand blues uh that, that's not on here well i'm looking at wikipedia sometimes they i think up. it's one of, like one of the b-sides on one of the uh, singles, sorry. But yeah, that's another song. There's a lot of great songs on here. I think it's a little mismatch. I mean, it probably would have been better if they took out a couple songs. kind of, Because ma- a lot of their albums are like 45, 50 minutes long. Like, they don't have like a lot of short albums. Right. Like, the first three are like well over an hour long. And But yeah, this is the last. I didn't know it was the last album when it came out. Like, it was a pretty big shock when they broke up. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, like I said, I, I ran out and bought this when it was brand new. Everything has been released, and um, 
but there's always those tracks on that album on those albums that you know i revisit a lot without re- revisiting the actual album this right. this is definitely one of them that i need to look back all right we're done but now we're going to go into the b-sides all right and oh man so we got a top five you told me to do a top five yeah what i what i would like to do is name my five but then name another five without with taking out the master plan tracks but i'll let you go first what's your top five okay so number five is fade away but with Noel singing the vocals there's like a version that he did for like a charity album it's him it's johnny depp and a couple other guys and it's it blows away the uh, the Liam version. I love it. I love the whole vibe. Number four for me is Halfway Around the World. Again, another Vol knuckle. And I think it was a theme song to a TV show in the UK. And that's why it became kind of so revered by the fans. Again, it's just another kind of great kind of acoustic diddly. Very kind of mellow. So then number three for me is Let's, Belie- Let's All Make Believe from Standing on the Shoulder of Giants. But I prefer the Noel demo to the uh the liam one again kind of like an ethereal kind of psychedelic kind of song it's another great vocal by liam and noel depending on which version you like then number two is talk tonight i just love the whole kind of eerie uh quality to it the vocals again amazing the guitar playing i think he said he wrote this song in like five minutes which is just fucking crazy yeah. another great song and then for me the best best b-side that he ever released is the master plan that's just it's a masterpiece it should have been on uh morning glory it's just everything about it the orchestration the horns the intro the way it just kind of creeps in and then the fucking chorus just hits you on the head like a hammer it's just again it's so anthemic it's it's this prop this song is probably as close to the beatles that he ever got and i think it's as good as any Beatles song that I've ever heard. Right on. All right. Uh, uh, some some of your list is on mine. Some's not. Uh, yeah. Number five, Half the World Away. That's on yours. Yep. Uh, Love num- number four, Talk Tonight. Yep. Uh, number three, Aqueous. That was num- like teetering to entering my list. Yeah. Uh, number two. Uh, not, not, uh, this one's very deep, even for a B-side. I absolutely love Idler's Dream. You know that one? Wow. Yeah, that's from uh, Don't Believe the Truth, I think, or Heathen. Beautiful song. So gorgeous. Great song. Another and, no vocal. And my favorite is your favorite, The Master Plan. But I can't believe I was, they left it off the album. Like, it's just, yeah, it's so it makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. Um. But, you know, I mean, I got to get, like, what ended up on Master Plan, man, I love uh, Going Nowhere. I love yeah. Stay Young. Underneath the Sky is really good. Um, Rocking Chair, I digged. But um, I, uh, but here's this. If I was to take out those songs, let me take them out here so I don't confuse myself. All right. Um, I would like- say, go ahead. It's like he once said something about, I think it was like Twisted Sister. It's like he had this diamond or gem in his pocket. Yeah. And he never took it out. Like, he just, it just sat there, you know? Like, if I had that song in my pocket, I would fucking, like, put it on every album. I would fucking, like, make it a single. I would sing it at every show, which he doesn't even sing. Like, when they when they toured, they, they barely played the master plan. I, I don't even know why they didn't even put that in the set. It's crazy. 
Yeah, I know. I don't think I've seen them play it. I gotta, I gotta overlook that. I saw him that. play it one once during that show. I saw he played it once, and and like wow. nobody knew it. No one was into it. It was like, dude, what do you like? This is the greatest song ever. Yeah, and uh, but these are the tracks I would say. Well, fuck, I ain't gonna do no top five. I'm just gonna say these are phenomenal B sides, according to me. Yeah, uh, one way road. Uh, absolutely love oh, that amazing. song. Amazing. You've got the heart of a star. I really love the too. the fame. It's so awesome. And uh, flashbacks. I think they bleed into each other. Yeah. Uh, great song. Um, Let's all make believe, which I believe came out on an official album, right? That was a B side to the standing album. Okay. Um, Cigarettes in Hell. Uh, just getting older. Uh, yep. You you want to be a spaceman? My my sister lover, carry us all, take me away. It's good to be free. I mean, God, there, there's so many great great B sides. These are songs that, that if some other if other bands have, like they would have been superstars. Like, yeah, that would be their writing, best songs. It would. Yeah. Um, like, all right. If Molly, so, if, go ahead. If Molly Crew wrote any of these songs, like they would. They would just be catastrophic, like to the stratosphere. Like, yeah, it's just so mesmerizing how much great stuff they have that they didn't really release that just kind of sat there. Yeah, and like you said earlier, man, that that version of Heroes is so good. Such a great, great yeah, cover. It's great. All right, let's go into Noel's uh, solo career. Which all right, uh, could I start it uh, off? Yeah, go ahead with the first album, The High Flying Birds. Okay, so that one came out in 2011, and I was super excited when he announced that he was doing a uh, a solo album. I remember he did like a press conference on YouTube. It was a couple months before. He was saying that he was going to release two albums. The first one was the self-titled one, and the second one was like his Pink Floyd kind of like psychedelic album that, that never came out because apparently oh, wow. he thought it sucked. Yeah. But only three tracks from that made it onto like officially released uh, albums. Two of them were on Chasing Yesterday and then one of them is on the single for I think it's Dream On and it's a song mm-hmm. called Shoot Shoot Me or uh, what's it called? Shoot a Hole in the Sun. You you know that song? No, I'm lo- overlooking it now. It's a limited edition tour edition. It came out on that uh, that uh, Yeah, I bought all the all the singles on vinyl when when that first album came out. And I remember buying it. It was like November 2011 i bought the cd i bought the vinyl and that cd never ever left my car for like a good three years i played it over and over and there's not a bad song on the debut i love every song it's it's just and it's so different from oasis you can kind of see like i think one of the reasons why he left oasis was because he was fed up with what they were doing. They just kept doing kind of the same thing over and over. And he wanted to explore. He wanted to do different instrumentation. He just wanted to do something different. And you can hear a lot of that in this album. You hear like saxophone. You hear mellotron and different keyboards. Just different kind of style of songwriting that he that that he didn't really do. Like the death of you and me has like a lot of saxophone, a lot of horns, and it's it's a, it's a strong strong effort. It's probably one of my top 10 favorite albums of all time wow yeah uh i love, I love this album. yeah i love this album too uh everybody's on the run great great opener great <laughs> i love dream on that's such a great song yep. if i had a gun i can hear i hear oasis in that tune 
that, and yeah, that, you, you, that, that hooky you, shit. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the death of me reminds me of importance of being idle somewhat. It's got you that what? vibe. It does. Now that you mention it, I never thought of that though. Yeah. What a life is awesome. On that song. Yeah, AK, what a life. And then, and then Stop the Clocks. He puts that on the album finally. Stop. Yeah, yeah, Stop the Clocks is awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. I like, even the horns don't bother me on this no. album. It's, it's, it, I think it's his best solo album, actually, the first one. Um, I love it. I don't think it's his best, though, but we'll get to that really? in a sec. Uh, wow. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be surprised if it's not the next one, then. Uh, well, Chasing we'll Yesterday. All right, what do you think of Chasing Yesterday? I want to find out. Well, one, one, one more thing. He also released a lot of B-sides for the first album, and one of the best songs that he ever did solo was a song called Let the Lord Shine a Light on Me. Do you know that one? Nope. i got to look into these. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds like the great gig in the sky. It's, it's got this Pink Floyd kind of vibe. It's so amazing. It, it's probably the best thing he's ever recorded solo-wise, in my opinion. Wow. It, it's amazing. You have to listen to it. Yeah, no, no. I will. I will look it up for sure. Um, so... I- Next one, Chasing Yesterday. So this is going to be kind of a shock, but this is the best album Noel Gallagher has ever put out. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Better okay. than the first two Oasis albums. I love this album so much. I was so excited when it came out. I remember the single In the Heat of the Moment. I fell in love with it. I love the kind of alternate rock kind of vibe he has on this album. It's there's like there's one song I don't like on this album, and that's the girl with the X-ray eyes. I think it's kind of a weak track. I think he could have put on like another B-side to this album that would have made this album even better. But even with that, I think it's the best thing he's ever done. Interesting. Like, I, just, I, I, I do love it, but go ahead. I love the again. I love the uh, direction he takes. Like with, with songs like "The Dying of the Light." The right stuff has to be my favorite track on here. It's so like Pink Floyd, so kind of psychedelic with the saxophone solos. And I think the right stuff and uh, Lock All the Doors, that's two of the songs that he was going to release on that album that I mentioned before, the uh, the psychedelic album that never got released. Right. And that's also the song that I mentioned before that he it took him 20 years to finish Lock All the Doors. He had the chorus, but he just never finished it. And then he finally put it out on this album. And again, it's one of my favorite tracks on here. It's just a solid piece of work. It's the best uh, Oasis solo album that's ever been released, in my opinion. Well, I got to give it more listens, man. I'll tell you, the song, my favorite song on this one, maybe... I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Maybe my favorite of Noel's solo stuff that I've heard so far is uh, uh, Ballad of Mighty Eye. That's a great uh, one, too. Love, love, love that song. He played that in New Orleans, too, that song. Um, the it's Mexican, not- I liked a lot, too, off this one. Love it. Um, uh, Lock All the Doors is awesome. In the Heat of the Moment, Riverman. Um Yeah, I, I got, you know, I know all these songs, you know, like uh, you know, we can't go back and the girl with x-ray eyes and uh, the right stuff is another one he played live too in New Orleans. Oh. Um, but I need, I need that, those to sink in more. I, I'm just saying like in my brain right now, Riverman, Heat of the Moment um, and uh, the Ballad of Mighty Eye are the ones that stick out to me. And, and you know, sometimes it takes a while for, for songs to sink in. Like it could take years and that's okay. Like that's why music is great. You can just go back and revisit it. And sometimes it hits you at a time you didn't expect it. Yeah. Some of my favorite albums were 
Like I hated Van, uh, Van Halen's Fair Warning first time I heard it. Like, what the hell is this garbage? It's like, it's fucking am- I, I, I listened to that album. I was like, man, the only good song on here is Hear About It Later. And now it's like, dude, there's not a bad song on that album. What the fuck was you're I like, thinking? You're like, what the hell is One Foot at the Door? Like, what's that? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> and now I love it, you know? Yeah, but, it just takes time. Yeah, it does. But then Noel takes a sharp turn and just abandons his songwriting style and goes more. How would you describe the next album? I'd say it's he definitely dives more into the psychedelic kind of aspect of his music. It's definitely not as conventional as the stuff he's written before. It's it's definitely the furthest thing away from Oasis that he's done so far. Right. And I feel like a lot of this, like he said, like a lot of the stuff that he wrote, he wrote in the studio. He didn't come in with songs prepared. He he came in in the studio and wrote a lot of them like on the spot. And you can kind of hear that on this album. Like, there's a lot of kind of mismatch between, you know, the, the choruses aren't really strong on, this, on these albums. I think the way he approached it was kind of, I don't know, kind of wishy-washy in a way. He, I think he, if he had put more effort into sitting down and really crafting the songs, I think it would have been a better album. It's definitely my least favorite, but I still love it. I think there's a lot of great songs. Like, my favorite has to be Be Careful What You Wish For. I just love the bass playing, the vibe the sound effects, the backing vocals. It's just, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing song. Yeah, that, that, that would probably be my favorite off here as well. Uh, be careful what you wish for. This is an album that I've listened to quite a bit, especially you know before I went to New Orleans to see them live. I wanted it to sink in. Yeah. And it's not an album that, uh, how can I say, like the, the, the song titles don't stick to my brain. It's just like, one long piece of music. And yeah, it's I very knew, fun. Yeah, I knew it was different. You know, it wasn't an old Gallagher, you know, that I, I appreciated and stuff like that. But, you know, I, and, you know, at first listen, I was kind of like, I don't know, man. But, you know, it's an old Gallagher. You know, he right. knows more than I do. So I kept listening to it. I listened to it over and over and over again. And again, to me, this album is more like one long piece of music that, the songs don't really, because like you were saying, it doesn't have catchy choruses, so therefore, no. how are you going to remember these titles? You know, They don't gel very well together. Yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place, almost like a, some of it kind of has like a dance feel, like dance music right. feel. And, and this, uh, is, this is the time where he had that lady with the scissors uh, on yeah. stage with him too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was there he got playing so much, the scissors. He got so much shit from his brother, he got so much shit from the, from the fans yeah. for that. I believe she didn't play on the record, though. No, like, she does backing vocals for uh, Be Careful What You Wish For. I forget her name. She's like a French singer. But she's on the album, though. Right. <laughs> scissors player. Yep. She, I, I remember her up there with the scissors. Um, yep. And I remember the controversy with the first single, Holy Mountain, everybody was saying, that's She Bangs from Ricky Martin. You, you remember that? Is it? No, I don't. I, I, it kind of sounds like a yeah. She bangs. She bangs. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And no, okay. it, it, Noel Gallagher even heard it. Uh, people griping. And he's like, I don't even know the bloody song. I saw an interview of him talking about it. Uh, that's, yeah, probably of, least, huh? that's probably my least favorite song on the album, though. Holy Moon. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a strange one, you know? Yeah. I like the, I'm overlooking the tracks now, but, you know, um, uh, It's a Beautiful World I remember liking. Now I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a single. 
And then the bonus track is the most oasis sounding song uh, on this is Dead in the Water. Love it. It's so good. And he played that when I saw him too. I remember he played that. And there was a lot of people that were saying, hey, that's the best thing on here. You know, a lot of people hated this album, but they only liked yeah. Dead in the Water. I did purchase the the last two EPs he did, but man, they didn't grab me. You you own them like really? uh, Black Star. Yeah, I have them both on vinyl: Black Star Dancing and uh, This Is the Place. Yeah, and, there's three: the Black Star and then Blue, Blue Moon Rising. Oh, I don't have that one. Yeah, it just came out. I think uh, this past year. Okay, but, yeah, that I do not have, but I did order these two. Uh, yep. on Amazon, and I do have them, but I, I only listen to them once or maybe... No, I don't think I even listen to them twice. Listen to them once, and I'm like, man, I don't know, man. I just didn't give it a chance to sink in. Um, yeah, so there's nine, there's nine songs total, and I think, like, as an album, this is probably better than uh, Who Built the Moon, in my opinion. Oh, dude, all right. I'll give it more of a yeah. chance, but I, 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 I sound, it sounded more dance even more than Who Built the Moon to me. There's actually one song called Come Outside from Oasis that he records for the last uh, EP that he released, and it's amazing. You got to listen to that one. Uh, the best song, in my opinion, though, is the song called Rattling Rose. I think that's just a stone-cold classic. The, the fucking groove, it's so catchy, the backing vocals. And a lot of the songs on these EPs, he said he wrote on bass because he usually writes on guitar, and he said he wanted to kind of switch it up a bit, so he started writing a lot of kind of dancey kind of tunes on the bass and that's kind of where you kind of see that influence on here it's a lot more kind of dancey kind of poppy kind of style of mm -hmm. song which i which i dig and, and there's a little bit of uh kind of psychedelia too but i do prefer these over the uh the last solo album i think if he kind of took them together and made an album out of these i think it would be a very strong album what's up with him is he gonna ever make an album again or is he just gonna really see peace no i think he's gonna do another he's kind of like one of those old school kind of guys where he his whole you know career has been making albums i think he's definitely going to do another album i just think he had these songs he was doing them you know every couple of months and just putting them out out and plus he never did like eps like this before you know so it's kind of like new territory for him but i think he's definitely going to do another album because what else is he going to do yeah he, he i did see interviews of him saying he's not going to stray and go back yeah. to how he was and keep doing and that's fine experimental music like this you know? that's fine because that's that's the whole point of being solo is to try something different and that's what he's doing and if you don't yeah. like it then don't buy it. go back don't buy it go back to the oasis albums exactly all right now we're going to go into something i am not aware of but you are um yep. and, and i'll and, you know i'll say what i have to say about bdi okay because um honestly i i just don't get it i never bought it but I did listen to it, you know, when they were new. And yeah. this past week, I listened to both of them again. And again, dude, I got to say, uh, it doesn't grab me. Uh, except for one song that I did like was a song called The Beat Goes On. Okay, I, like, that's, I think I, that's on the, uh, the first album, right? Or, yeah, it is. I'm not sure, but I took a note of it. I go, oh, I like this one. Uh, what did you think of BDI? Now this 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 was the first album that came out after the post after the breakup of Oasis, and I was super excited because I was a huge fan of them, and I didn't want them to break up, but they did. And I remember this came out, and I bought it, and I really loved it the first time I heard it. I probably 
listened to this thing for like the whole year and I loved it. And then as time grew on, I kind of stopped listening to the album. I think there's a lot of good tracks on here. There's some, there's a lot of filler, but there's a lot of good standout tracks too. Like I really love the roller. I love the morning sun. Uh, what else? Bring bring the light. Uh, Beatles and Stones is kind of cheesy. Millionaire is another kind of cheesy tune. You know, this is them kind of trying to keep the Oasis sound alive. I, uh, it's it's the same lineup as Oasis minus No. So then it's it's more of a uh, band effort. And uh, I think as time got, went on, I kind of didn't listen to this, to this album as much. It's it's good. It's not as good as the Liam albums, I think. But it's worth revisiting if you haven't really given it a fair shake, you know? Right. What did you think of the second one, B? Okay, this one I don't like at all. I think it's a little too psychedelic. I never got into it. it, it it's a tough listen for me. I like two songs. I like Flick of the Finger, which I think is a really cool opener, and I like uh, Shine a Light. And then the rest just never grabbed me. I think the album cover is really cool. It's a naked chick uh, topless. I think that's really fucking cool. But the rest just never grabbed me. It's it's a tough album for me to listen to. Right. Well, I gotta say, you know, being a Noel guy, yeah. um, when I saw Wall of Glass, the video, I yeah. was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. Yeah. I thought it was just so fucking good. And then I saw, like, another video for, for what it's worth. Yep. And I was like, oh, man, I got to get this. You know, and I bought the album, and man, I got to say, I am completely in shock how great both these albums are. Same. Um, I didn't think they were going to be this good. No, I had no idea, man. Like, no, I mean, Liam really found some great people to help him write. I mean, he got credit on all the songs. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe it's an Aussie thing. I don't know. But yeah, maybe, um, maybe, maybe Bob Daisley wrote all the songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But man, I, the song Bold, uh, Paper Crown, I Get By. I mean, the whole album is great. As we it were, is, we're it, talking about the first Liam album. Yeah. And it came out the same year as uh, Who Built the Moon. And I think this is a way better album than that. He definitely outdid his brother. I agree. I was like, wow. And it's, you know, it's total Oasis. You yeah, know, it's, total, it's, it's him just doing Oasis. Yeah. yeah. The catchy, hooky tunes. Uh, he sounds great. And Amazing. He plays I was, guitar on this album a lot, too. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a great documentary called As You Were, where he kind of talks about what his life was like after Oasis. And he talks about going through depression, how BDI just didn't connect with people and how he had to kind of basically start over with his career. And I think he wrote like half of the, half of the songs he wrote by himself and the other half, he had people helping him out, but they're still great songs. I mean, my favorite on here has to be bold. I love the song bold. It's so catchy. It's anthemic. Yeah. The chorus, his voice has never sounded better on this album. Like it's, it's just great. Like he, he definitely, I think he started to take better care of himself. His voice. Uh, I, I think he finally like learned like, hey, like this is on me now. Like I can't rely on Noel anymore. Like I have to show people like, hey, I can do this. And he definitely showed at least me like, wow, like he's a reckoning force. You can't like count him out. Yeah, yeah. A guy that annoyed me. I was very, very impressed with this album. And his voice doesn't annoy me at all on both albums. No, it's you great. Know? It's it's. It definitely fits the songs. 
You know, he's not trying something out of his range, out of his depth, out of his uh, genre. It's just he wants to do you know, Oasis song style kind of music, and he does it. Does it so well. But I'll tell you this, and it's, it's I don't know, man. And I listen to these albums a lot. But yeah. I have a very, very difficult time picking which one I like more. Because I think I like the second one more. Why me not? Uh, why not? Uh, yeah. My God, you know, one of us is. I think that that song's about Noel, isn't it? Yeah, that's the rumor that it's about Noel, and I, and I can kind of see that because he definitely wants Oasis to be back together. I don't think he likes being solo. I don't think he likes playing to small crowds. He definitely misses the the uh, the crowds, the audience, playing in stadiums. Like if you play in a stadium and you went from that to playing, you know, a theater or a club, it's probably like really kind of. It's probably like a shitty feeling, right? No, of course. I'm sure of it, you know? He definitely wants to, to be back in the band. And, you know, I don't think... You know, there, there's something about brothers. When they fight, it's it's eternal. Like, it's... It's something that can't be fixed. Because I think, like, they have, like, deeper-seated issues than whatever, you know, issues they had with music. They, they had some, like, lifelong issues. And, like, I, I don't see them ever getting back together again. I don't know what your opinion is on that. Oh, I don't see it either. And and the reason why I don't see it happening is because of Noel. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want He You see these uh, interviews with him. He's dead against it, you know? I remember on this album, Liam, there was a story that he attacked his wife and his kids on Instagram. Yes. And then Noel, Noel came out and he said something to the, to the effect of, like, the song once is the amount of times that people are going to listen to this shitty album. Oh. <laughs> and it was such a fucking burn, I, and I laughed so hard. Like, like one thing you should never do is attack someone's family and kids. That's, oh, yeah. that's just something you don't do. And he did that. And I think after that, I don't think he wants anything to do with them. I've heard rumors that they haven't talked in decades. That when he, they go and visit their mother, they have to like let their mother know like in advance when they're going to be there, so they, they, they so they could avoid each other. Like, like it's the just, Godfather, man. Yeah, <laughs> Fredo. <laughs> You've got a better chance of the Ramones reforming and reuniting oh. than you do a Voices. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. I did see uh, Noel mention the family attack in an interview. Yeah. And and he did say something to the effect of, you know, there's no way I'm getting back to, with that guy. You know, it's weird because with brothers and band, they just don't go together. I guess except for like the the young brothers, like they never fought. Did you ever and hear Van Halen? About, like, Van, well, Van Halen yeah. fought a lot, but they're very tight. But even like Angus Young and Malcolm Young, like you never heard them like fight, have arguments, like yeah. go against each other. They were always just like tight knit. And the Pantera brothers too. You know? Oh yeah, them too. Yeah. Yeah. Who? So they're, what they're, they're, oh, but but the Kinks is a good good example. The Black Crows. Yeah, but they all got back together, but still, you know, they didn't, they're uh, infamous for fighting. Yeah. But, you know, there's an, I saw an interview with uh, the Black Crows, and I don't even know why, because I'm not a fan. But, I love the Black Crows. I love them. Well, I'm not a fan of theirs, but they toured with Oasis. Did and, you see that tour? No, I didn't. Uh, it didn't oh. come down here. Or if it did, I, I wasn't, no, it didn't come down here. But because by then, I already was a fan. But, um... The, the Robinson brother says, man, touring with Oasis, we realized, yeah, well, you know what? what? Uh, we get along more, <laughs> you know, 
uh, than than uh, than these two because he said those two are at each other's throats, you know. And that was part of that was part of the allure of the band. Like they would always fight, they would always get into arguments, they would fight with the press, they would fight with themselves. They would just they were crazy people. I mean, imagine being in a you're in a band, right? Imagine being with someone like that, just constant fighting and, and craziness all the time. Like he couldn't handle it. No, no, I, I I've been through that actually. You know, yeah. my my initial band. You know, it's like I fought yeah. with. The guitar player constantly. I mean, got to a point where one night I said, "Please, please, please! I beg you, punch me in the face." I wanted him to punch me in the face so I could just kill him because I didn't want to. I didn't want to do the uh, initial fight. I wanted him to punch me so I had a reason to destroy him. You know. <laughs> and imagine if that guy was your brother, and you ha- and you were stuck with oh, him for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, no. And you know, my brother. I actually have a brother, and. He- boy man if he was like me into music we would get along so well because my brother rules and i never fight with him i mean i fought with him when little kids but that's part of the that's part of life but yeah i I have like the greatest brother in the world that i haven't fought with him in decades and boy too bad he ain't a metalhead he would be great my band and there's one thing i want to mention too that i was watching george martin uh he was being interviewed i think it was for the anthology and he was being interviewed by roseanne barr and Roseanne Barr asked him, like, it's so sad that we'll never see the Beatles again. And then the genius that George Martin is, I think he's the greatest producer of all time. I don't know what your opinion is on him. Oh, I but love him. He said something really fucking poignant. He said, wasn't it great that they even existed at all? Wasn't it great that we even got to see them? And that kind of, I think, applies to Oasis, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that, you know. Have you ever heard, are you a Cheap Trick fan? Massive. Wow, then you know how great All Shook Up is. Yeah, and I wonder, like, if if Noel like was the Cheap Trick fan because again, Rick Nielsen is one of the greatest songwriter pop songwriters of all time. Of I wonder if he if he was influenced by them at all. Um, it must have been because you know you hear a little Who, Beatles, and you know. I hear a lot of Cheap Trick and Oasis. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the hookiness. You know? Yeah, and I don't know if they were really big in, in the uk I, i'm not totally sure on that you you would probably know more more know than i do because you have i don't think the they were they, no i don't think they were no i mean i know they still go there but i don't think they're a big hit you know oh man again another band the first four albums like oh like can does anybody yeah. else have four albums in a row like that that are just bona fide masterpieces i i can't yeah. think of anybody else unbelievable uh you on, know. The, and the live album yeah yeah, Budokan. Yeah, that that's a band yeah. that I've done episodes already about cheap charts. But anyway, hey man, Zoo Nation, it's been an honor, bro. I had a. Did you have fun, dude? I had a blast. This was a dream come true. I got. I got to tell you, thank you for having me on the show. I've been a fan of yours for six years now and going. Nice. And you know, nice. I just want to say a couple of words, if you don't mind. Good. I mean, there there have been times when I've had the shittiest day ever like just utter complete shit and i would see like your show pop up my phone and it would be one of the highlights of my week wow and one of my favorite things one of my favorite things to do especially in the summer was to take your podcast or any of your shows listen to it and just bike around and laugh my ass off damn dude thank you so much and yeah you're just you've been one you feel like an old close friend that i've known for years Wow. Well, I feel the same uh, talking to you today on the air. Yeah. You know, uh, we did. We had a good chemistry, to- dude. Because we, you know, we love Oasis. You know? 
and I've listened to like I listen to every single one of your shows. Even if I don't like the band, I still listen to it because I love your passion for music. You're so dedicated. You're so just like when you love something, you love it. Like for a moment that you had me like listening to Ario Speedwagon, I was like, am I missing <laughs> something here? Like this guy is talking about Ario Speedwagon. Like the guys from High Fidelity. Like I, am I missing something? I go back and I listen to some of the albums, and they're pretty good. Oh, cool, dude. Yeah, man. To me. Uh, you know, 70s REO is a different band. It's a, it's a blue-collar rock and roll band, you know? And I mean, you got me so much great I, music. I, like, I wasn't into thrash metal at all, and then you got me into it. Like, I love violence now, the internal nightmare. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Time. And I just have to thank you for all the great music you've, you've exposed me to, because people of my generation don't really like to go back. Like, I don't like Drake. I don't like a lot of the new stuff nowadays, so I like to go back and, like, listen to what people you know it's history you have to go back and appreciate what came before to appreciate what, what's out now and i do i do that all the time and there's a lot of great stuff that people have to get into oh yeah man and and you know uh i i said it before i'll say it again you know i mean like you know i love different types of music they all take a backseat to metal but i'm not so close-minded you know i i if i like it i like it you know there's yeah. there's a lot of bands i despise and then there's a track yeah. they do. I'm like, well, I like that song from this shitty band, you know? It happens. One of my, one of my favorite bands is U2, and I know you hate U2. Oh, and that's cool. yeah. Can't stand them. And that's cool, man. <laughs> don't like them, that's, I, st- I still enjoy them. Even if you don't like them, I'm still going to enjoy the music. And that's, exactly. That's people, my point, you know? Yeah. Who have a gives problem a fuck what I think? Enjoy right. what you like, you know? Exactly. And, that's, and, and, and that's I've, said, I've, I've said before, it's like... Dude, I don't like you too, but they fill stadiums. Obviously, I'm missing out. You yeah. know, I don't like I don't like Slayer, but you know what? If you like them, then you like them. That's good exactly. for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's you know, but a lot of people get offended and pissed. And, yeah, I, I don't because you know what? I like them, and that's all there is to it. That's it. Who gives a fuck what I think? I you know, it's like enjoy what you. I never like on my shows like judge anybody. You know, no, I've said on many, either. many occasions, I may hate bands, but I don't hate their fans. You know, Kiss fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Kiss Tards. There, there's a section of Kiss fans that are awesome. Yeah. But then there's the yeah. ones that, man, it's like, what are you talking about? Read My Body's Awesome. You know, and shit Ooh, like Vinny that. Vincent, like, yeah. <clears throat> oh, Vinnie Vincent. That's another one. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I got to like Invasion because he was in Kiss. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> that guy is so overrated. Oh my god, don't even get yeah. me started on him. Yeah, no, fuck him. I love them in Kiss. That's it. You know, I don't like anything. Yeah, well. You don't even like him in Kiss, huh? I mean, he's okay. I don't think he's as good as people tout him to be. Like, he's a good songwriter, but his guitar skills are just—I don't know. He—he he doesn't even hold a candle to Ace Freely. Yeah, no, of course uh, nobody in Kiss did because I think Ace Freely. Oh, he's really this and that because he's not technically great. Yeah, but you know what? Fuck technical. It's, it's he's the sound solo. of the kiss. He's, and the solos were songs within songs. It's like right. you can be, you know, Ingvers, but but write a solo like "Shock Me" or or you know, "Strange Ways." Making love, Make great love. example. Yeah, you know, it's like come on, you know. And the guy was phenomenal for you know what what he did in Kiss, but well, it since still he could shred, yeah, I love it I love it still. Yeah, I still love it. Ace here. is my guy, man. Ace is my same guy. Here. He was always my favorite. And people are like, well, Ace was a drunk. And I'm like, and did drugs. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? That's rock and roll, man. I got to tell you, I listened, 
I listen to you on Three Sides of the Coin. I never listen to, to those guys because I, I I'm not really a huge fan of their show. Like, I, I'm sure they're nice guys, but their show is so boring. I'm sorry. I just can't listen to right. two hours of them bickering. But I'm sure they're nice guys and all. They sound, they sound like really cool guys, but I was seeing the show and you just totally like ob- obliterated everything. And you, like, <laughs> you have a talent for this. Yeah, like I told you before we started this show, I said, dude, I wing yeah. everything. I don't plan nothing. Um, Story of my life. And in and, and the same way, you know, when I play shows, I don't know yeah. what I'm going to say up on stage. I go with the moment, you know. Spontaneity. Yeah, I, uh, I bust out, a, a, you know, I'm in a thrash metal band. In between songs, I start singing a Boy George song. <laughs> it just, it cool. comes to me right at the moment, you know. Yeah. And the band is like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, dude, it's all vibe. You know, there was do one... You, sh- Go ahead. Do you call out set list or do you have them like, written down or you just call out songs like when you're on stage? No. Uh, no. Well, yes. We, we don't have a set list, but we have what songs we're going to play. You know? Okay. But, but we have written down set lists on many shows. But yeah. there are some shows, you know, we just go up there and wing it. But... You know, they're, they're rehearsed songs. You know, it's not like we'll pull out a song we haven't played forever because we haven't practiced it, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, those Thrasher Die albums are great. People have to get into those. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh, and, and it's, it's really fun to come see us live. We always have a... Hopefully one day we'll play Canada, man. If I ever... If I ever like, I've been to Florida once. It's, it's, it's a beautiful place. Like, it gets a, a bad rap, but it's, it's a really nice place. I've been to Miami Beach. It's beautiful. I wouldn't and live I anywhere else. To, if I ever come down, I'm definitely seeing one of your shows. Oh, definitely. When you ever, if we're not playing a show, we'll definitely have to hang out. Oh, we should. We, I'm going to buy you a beer, man, if you drink at all. <laughs> no, I don't drink no more. But, you know, I'll I'll have a a water, I have a water with you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, um, dude, again, thank you so much. And thank you for the kind words, man. That was really nice. Of you. Uh, and, I, appreciate, and, I appreciate it, man. You're, you're, definitely one of, you're definitely my favorite podcaster of all time. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that, and uh, yeah. and I appreciate everybody, you know, that, that you know gets into what I do. I mean, just a fucking especially, bonehead from the beach, you know. Especially nowadays, if, I mean, this has been such a shitty year, and like your show has really just kind of just brightened up my day. Thanks, dude. And I have a lot more time to do shows now. Good, you know. I, I retired. You know, I retired from the city right at the perfect time, you know. Oh, you did. You got lucky. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, you know, my first pension check was March 1st. Yeah. And when when did the pandemic hit? Like later in March? Like the fifth, like fifth, like here it was like the 16th. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that here, like mid or late March. And I was like, hey, you know, and here my co, you know, I work for the city. So no matter what, yeah. you better go you into go work, out. like hurricanes, whatever. You need to go to work. It's been a shitty year, but I, I got to tell you, these last few podcasts have really just kind of brightened up my day. So thanks for that. You're very welcome, and hopefully uh, the ones coming up are going to do the same for you. I think they're just as good, so hopefully you oh, will. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they will. All right, brother. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, smack them a gob, dude. Take care. Hell yeah, Zoo Nation. Guy rules, man. Love talking Oasis with that guy. Hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy what I'm about to play for you. But first, you got to follow me into my vault. Oh!
All right, what I want to play for you is something that I touched upon while we were doing this episode. When we were talking about the Oasis B-sides, I was telling Zoo Nation that I basically ripped off one of the B-sides called You Got a Heart of a Star, and I wrote a song called Posers and Hipsters. So here's me with my guitar, and uh, I filmed this with my video camera, so, you know, the audio is not perfect, but you can more than make it out. And you can see me perform it live. What you're about to hear on YouTube, you just type in Dr. Fuck Posers and Hipsters, and you see me play this. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go.
Ah, what a beautiful little ditty. Posers and Hipsters by myself. Thank you, everybody, for listening, especially if you're still listening. Man, it was a long episode. We're going on to two hours, and uh, I usually don't try to have the episodes this long, but this uh, conversation was awesome. You know, there's some stuff if I cut out. You know, we talked about Van Halen for a bit and other stuff, but, you know, I mean... I really, I know though, I know a lot of you, uh, you know, short attention span people, you know, you probably would have tuned out, especially you that saw like Oasis in the title. You're like, oh, I want to hear about Oasis. And then you hear us talking about Van Halen, you tune out. So I wanted you to listen to the whole thing, Oasis fans and fans of the Vieira Vault. I'm sure you're listening, even if you hate Oasis, because you rule, you fucking rule and um, got some more episodes coming up. I got uh, two interviews set up for tomorrow, and uh, boy, it's just going to keep going on. Every Sunday, I put them up here on uh, Spreaker, and it goes up on Apple Music and YouTube and what have you. So, uh, hey, leave iTunes reviews, and I'll read them out like I did on one of the past episodes. And uh, we got a lot more coming up, man, and uh, please subscribe and please share if you'd like. I appreciate it, especially you guys that share. You fucking rule. Till next time, everybody. Schmack-a-ma-gob.